Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. I know this may come as a surprise to you, but Pfizer just announced they had record revenues for 2022. A shocker. I know. I know. But let's get into this article from CNBC, go over kind of how much money they made. And I think this should prompt people to start asking some questions, or maybe they already are asking questions. And I think that's good. I think that's healthy. I think that's what we need, a debate going back and forth about what on earth just happened. I'm talking about 2020 and 2021. So let's get into this article from CNBC. Title, The Cerveza Sickness Drives Pfizer 2022 Revenue to Record one. Hundred billion, one hundred billion. I granted that's not net, but I would imagine their margins are astronomical because it's almost like software. Like like it's it the margins aren't that high, obviously. But my point is, once you create one piece of software, you can sell it infinitely for pretty much no additional price other than just marketing and whatnot, where uh, once you create a drug, I would assume that uh, creating more of that drug is a very low cost relative to what you're uh, selling it for. So the cost of goods sold is what I'm talking about, is uh, extremely low. Uh, It's just most of the cost with that drug is kind of front loaded, might be the right way to say it. So uh, let's see if we can get into what their margins were and, and what that meant for the bottom line, but still hundred billion, no matter how you break it down, <laughs> it's going to be, well, I shouldn't say that it's always going to be net profit, but it most likely will mean a significant amount of profit. So key talking points, Pfizer sold 37.8 billion of its Cerveza sickness medicine last year, a small increase of 3% compared to 2021. Sales of Paxlovid, however, surged to 18.9 billion in 2022. Now you say, well, what is Paxlovid? I've heard of that, but I really haven't done too much research on it. Well, the answer is it's a antiviral pill. Hmm. It seems to me that I was hearing something about another antiviral pill around 2020 and into 2021. But everything that I heard in the mainstream media was saying that this was a horse dewormer and you should avoid it at all costs. Now, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Maybe it is strictly for, well, I know it's not strictly for horses. (laughs) But uh, maybe the media was right. Maybe you should avoid that like the plague. And anyone who even talks about it, you should just completely disregard them and put them in the tinfoil hatter bucket and then also realize that they are doing a disservice to humanity. But I do think it's rather suspicious that we had all of that, what seemed to be almost like intentional bad PR, while at the same time, it seems like Pfizer was creating something that I know it's not identical, (laughs) but it sure as heck seems eerily similar. (laughs) Well, I'll just put it, I'll just put it that way. All right, moving on. Next key talking point. 
Pfizer expects its revenue to decline in 2023 as much as 33% due to a range of 67 billion to 71 billion as world emerges from the Cervasa sickness and demand for its blockbuster drug slows. So I'm not saying this is happening, but if the government had made it mandatory for their employees, let's say, and put pressure on, I don't know, the airlines to enforce a rule that made it mandatory that XYZ drug company gets not just revenue, but a record amount of revenue. And I'm not saying anything nefarious is going on, but I do think it should raise questions. And I I am old enough, I just turned 50 on Monday, as a lot of you know, so I am old enough to remember a time when the media prided themselves on exposing any type of shenanigans between corporations, the government, and and even if they didn't expose that, even if they came to a dead end, they would aggressively pursue the truth regardless of where that journey led them. I I remember the media was like that. And back in the day, they, I think, would openly admit that that was their job. That was the job of a free press. That's one of the foundations of freedom of speech. But now it seems like the media is doing the exact opposite. Just food for thought. Like we said, Cerveza sickness propelled Pfizer's earnings to $100 billion. So again, now let's assume for a moment that they would not have come out with this medicine as early as they did. Let's say they would have taken more time to test it. You think that would have decreased their revenue or or increased it? Just looking at incentives. The medicine accounted for $37 billion, up what we said, uh, and then 18.9 from this antiviral pill that is suspiciously similar to I don't know, other things that people like Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein were talking about. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Pfizer's combined sales from all of this uh, generated more revenue than it had, uh, let's see, more revenue last year than it had in total sales. 2019, before the Cervasa sickness, 
which likely came from or which likely did not come from a specific flying rodent that lives in caves <laughs> and more likely came from maybe human beings tinkering around with things they might not or tinkering around with things they shouldn't be tinkering around with if you're maybe looking at a cost-benefit analysis. But I guess that depends on whose cost-benefit analysis you're looking at. Are we talking about the cost-benefit analysis for humanity at large, or are we talking about a cost-benefit analysis for the central planners, authoritarians, global elite, and the, and the pharmaceutical companies? You could, I think, have a very strong argument that the cost-benefit analysis for those two entities or groups would vary to a significant degree, <laughs> to say the least, right? So moving on down the article, Pfizer is forecasting that its shares will drop, or its earnings per share, excuse me, will drop by 50%. Again, I wonder if they'd be incentivized for these mandates to last longer. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? It's a fair question, right? Pfizer CEO Albert Borla last quarter laid out a 2030 growth plan that looks beyond the survey sickness and talks about growth in other medicines. And uh, obviously that makes sense. You, you just brought in $100 million, $100 billion, excuse me, from this uh, last go-round. So why wouldn't you be looking forward to the next go-round? Uh, another thing that I would say is, um, would it behoove the people we talked about earlier, the, the central planners, the authoritarians, the global elites, the, the, the big pharma companies, to convince the public or to argue for 100% safety and efficacy? Would it behoove them to, I don't know, try to get schools to make it mandatory for children? Again, I'm not making any accusations. I just think that based on the facts and based on human nature, we should just look into the incentives and ask why. And if we had a media or if we had journalism like we had in the past, then I don't think I would or anyone in the alternative media space would need to be asking these questions because the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal would be chomping at the bit to break this type of story, assuming that there was something there. They would at least be going to the effort to explore these questions as opposed to sweeping them under the rug. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.